Retro Rebel is brought to you by TempleofGeek.com, your one-stop shop for all things geek. You can find all of our episodes and fulfill your sci-fi, fantasy, and geek culture-related needs at TempleofGeek.com. Welcome to the Retro Rebel Gamecast, where we discuss gaming and related topics. Retro Rebel is released Fridays, and you can find this episode and much more by heading to templeofgeek.com or wherever you download your favorite podcasts. You can also follow us on Facebook or Instagram at Retro Rebel Podcast. My name is Stacy, and with me, as always, is my fellow Rebel co-host, Amanda. Well, welcome back. It's been a, it's been a, it's been a uh, up and down summer, but... Uh, I think all in all, generally speaking, good. What would you say? How did we lose? Me? Uh, we lost your face. <laughs> I'm not sure. Back. You're right. Uh, yeah, no, it was, uh, well, England didn't really have a summer. So apparently we're going to have an Indian summer. So it's going to be really hot in September and October. Nice. Because it was, it was cold and rainy pretty much all June, May, Yuck. July, Yuck. August. <laughs> so yeah, we didn't, we didn't have much in the way of a summer. Uh, we've had maybe eight hot days. So really? it's been very mild. Yeah. Um, which means that there's no reason to go out. You have lots of time to play games. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, uh, I have as well. So, but I've, but I've been playing the same too. So, um, but I haven't been as active online as you have. So why don't you tell us a little bit about what, what you've been doing online? So, uh, well, I've been trying to stream a little bit more because, uh, you know, if people happen to be online and they get the notification, if you follow my stream, um, you can sort of see whatever it is I'm playing on the day. I, uh, like to do that with my sort of like first impression. So when I boot up a game for the very first time, um, I think it's fun to sort of explore my initial reactions to it. However, yesterday was World Video Games Day. So I nice. instead um, completed streaming the entirety of The Walking Dead final season. So aside from the first 20 minutes, I think, the whole entire game is available at Twitch TV forward slash Dark Deuce, uh, which is sort of spelled below in the comments for you. Uh, it's also on Instagram. I, I put a post up before I started streaming. But um, the last few days I've been streaming. And then uh, yesterday to celebrate World Video Games Day, I streamed, I think, a cumulative around six hours of, of gaming content across three or four different streams. Nice. Um, and I managed to finish the game. Uh, now, if you're aware of the Walking Dead final season, it is the one that Telltale Games decided to shut their doors on. And then there was speculation whether or not the people who purchased all four episodes would actually get all of them. Um, and then I think they re-recruited some people in order to finish the game that people had bought and paid for. Um, bizarrely enough, it doesn't actually feel rushed in any way in fact the last act I felt even dragged a little bit I was like okay I see what we've done here like this was a very fast game well, and now it's really slow and it's the last like little bit of it um 
but the entire game is essentially you as Clementine, one of the characters you sort of had the entire time through all the seasons. Uh, she's now 16 ish. Yeah. AJ, the baby that you would have saved in previous episodes is now six ish somewhere around there, maybe a little older. It's sort of hard to tell, but he's still a young kid and she's like a teenager. Um, and they come into contact with this group of troubled youths who lived in a boarding school and uh, they have many adventures. And the whole point of the story is that you are raising AJ to be the survivor that he's going to be in the future. So you're shaping what kind of person he's going to be. Is he going to be uh, you know, empathetic? Is he going to be hard? Is he going to be a cold-blooded murderer? Is he going to be uh, really merciful and weak? Like, you know, so you have to sort of strike that balance over the course of four episodes. Um, I believe the first episode may even be free. So if you wanted to download and try it, um, but if you have played the series before, this one is harder than previous ones because you have an option to stun or kill walkers. And if you stun them, it changes things with the timings. If you kill them, your like, uh, knife has a chance to get stuck and then you can die. So like mixing those things up determines whether or not you're going to be successful. So it's a little bit more complex than just the straight quick time events that these games are known for up to this point. Um, so the reason why I only just finished it is because after the first 20 minutes, the very first time I booted it up, I got stuck in an endless cycle where I just couldn't get past this one part because I hadn't realized that the mechanics had changed. Stupidly, it does say it on top, but I don't know if it did that when I first played it. I think this must have been an update that they used in order to explain to people that you need to use a mix of stunning and killing because if you don't, you're not going to pass these. Um, and I just went straight for the kill every time. So inevitably one would come up and kill me no matter which side I approached it from, whatever. But once I realized that, it's much smoother. Um, it is maybe nine hours in total, the game. Maybe a little less if you're fast. Okay, well... So it's good It's good for a couple of days, you know? Yeah, and, and most of those, you know, each chapter is usually like two hours long or something like that, just give or take. And... Um, I've played every one up until this one. So this would be definitely something else. What did you play it on Xbox? Uh, yeah, Xbox. Yeah. Is, is it but on I Game Pass on or everything. do you have to buy it? Mm. I don't know. I had already bought it. I, I bought it the second they said that it was out. And then they decided to shut the studio like the next day. So right. this is something I purchased a year ago, right. you know, and maybe even longer. Yeah, no, it was longer than that. Uh, it's it's been a couple of years, probably. Um, yeah, but you can get and download all the seasons. They're pretty cheap. I think I bought the whole game for like nineteen bucks. Yeah. And to be honest, it is very good. There are a lot of callbacks to the previous ones, and you can serve to determine what you think Clementine would have got out of those experiences and how yeah. it shaped her as a person. So that was quite interesting. My only criticism is I don't feel like the romantic subplots were necessary in a game full of children. And I didn't participate in them. 
Although when I was that age, I did participate in them. But now that I'm an adult, it just felt a little creepy. And I, I just really felt quite uncomfortable with that. So um, when it became an option, I was like, now you're all right. We're just good friends, friends for life. Like (laughs) Clementine is a nun. (laughs) She's a nun and a saint. In fact, the only character that I was interested in, who's like one of the older characters in the game, um, is is not a romanceable option anyway. So that that made it quite easy. Right. But, uh, yeah, the romanceable option bit weird if you think about the context of how old these people are. But uh, you know. Right. No, I don't blame you at all. That's interesting though, and and I last thing I would have thought. But you know, that's that's an interesting topic though. There are times when I just feel like romance options are shoehorned in for the sake because it's like, um, I don't know if it's just a trope that game uh, developers feel like has to be in there to to keep your interest or whatever, or it's just like one of the, if it's a checklist of things, you got to have a romantic option because um, sometimes it's just not necessary. You know, you don't have to necessarily have one. So um, anyway, so for me, I guess, speaking of which I played and I even uh, posted a few clips of Hades. Um, I so that, yeah. I've been playing Hades a lot. Hades is uh, an excellent game that I know for a fact I will never finish. Um, <laughs> you often don't finish games. That's no, thing no, it's not. But uh, this is a, it's a it's one of the best games I've played. It. It's definitely in my top games of the year for sure. But um, it's just it's just a game that the challenge level as it continues to go up, uh, I realize it's the amount of times I'm going to have to finish it and complete it to get uh, to to finish the story. I'm just not going to have time to do it. I'm not I'm not as skilled, unfortunately. So uh, there's no skill over here either. It's just uh, just smash the buttons in whatever order until you get lucky. (laughs) Well, I I realized when I had to start thinking and 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 really kind of uh, planning my attacks and and, uh, strategizing which weapon I take, uh, which is one cool thing about it is, is, you know, not all the weapons are created equally. And because one worked really well through one section of Hades. Uh, it doesn't necessarily work through the the rest of it, and so there is a rhyme or reason to which weapons you select and when you choose them, and and uh, and you know as your enemies change. And so, I thought that was cool. I thought it was, uh, you know, I, I, I the gameplay and the mechanics are completely engaging. Like I said, it's one of the best games I've played this year. Um, but the other game I played that I even told Daniel about this one and. Anybody that would listen is Psychonauts 2 and Psychonauts 2, which is on Game Pass right now. Um, you know, it's a it's a platformer, 3D platformer that um, actually, in my opinion, surpasses. And I only played a little bit of the first Psychonauts. I didn't play the whole thing because um, it was kind of in that in between time for me. It wasn't I think it was I don't know. It was like 2005, 2006 when it first came out. And so I missed it the first time around. I think I was playing right. Kingdom Hearts. So I probably missed it. I know I missed ah, it. Ah, classic. <laughs> yeah. So I missed it the first time around and it didn't really appeal to me. I didn't know as much about Double Fine. I didn't, uh, I wasn't following their work as, as much. And so I, I wasn't a fan yet. Had I been and had I known kind of uh, the games that they produce, it's right up my alley. It's the It's my kind of humor. It's my kind of my kind of game overall. And uh, they really cover some interesting, deep 
mental health topics in the game. And uh, besides challenging topics, it's just a really good game. It's funny. Uh, it's well put together. And from, in, in my opinion, and, and in many uh, reviews of it, it is better than the original. Uh, it's, it's, it's one of those examples of a sequel surpassing, uh, you know, the quality of the first one. So uh, it's, it's, it, to me, it's a must play if you like platformers. Um, it's, it's just got good humor uh, and some really interesting topics. Now you may have some phobias that, that it probably could, uh, it, it could, it could uh, potentially trigger like <laughs> the very first level is uh, inside the head of a dentist. And so basically there are teeth everywhere it, and it can be alarming if you don't like teeth. So um <laughs> I've had enough extractions and seen enough of my own teeth outside of my head to be, I'm good on that. Yeah. yeah this, one, this one, I could totally see that being an issue. And so the, the teeth, teeth was an issue, but anyway, that was, uh, that's what I've been playing. And, and uh, now that one I will finish. Uh, Hades, probably not, probably not so much. Um, but yeah, great games Two two of the best games I've played so far this year. So, um, but that brings us to the news and I have, I only have news from the PlayStation Showcase and some some games that I saw that were advertised, but nothing, um, no, no other uh, newsworthy uh, items. So you said you had two news. I do have two news. So uh, mine is not from the PlayStation Showcase, although I did bizarrely stumble across it today, <laughs> even though uh, I wasn't even looking for it. It... Uh, it was one of my subscriptions, but a poll up on YouTube asking what games we were most excited for. And then I saw the one that both of us would be very excited for. I was like, well, so I don't know anything about it. But while I say my news, uh, I didn't even look. Is it is that one coming to Xbox? Because that's going to make a huge. I don't oh my think God. so. I, oh, I know. I might have to buy a PS5. I know. I know it. That's exactly what I thought. As soon as I saw it, I said... <laughs> it's going to make it make me have to buy one so (laughs) oh no i might actually that's oh that's not good well i mean if you can get your hands on one but anyway we'll get into that in a minute um so amazon obviously they're creating this uh this mmo um called new world and uh it's going to be like a steam title and they're creating bundles with philips hue uh, as an immersive lighting experience and I just think this is the coolest idea like I'm really into it because Amazon has created this game they have made the game interact perfectly with their in and home devices so the game itself is sending signals to your Philips to your bridge to your Alexa anything else you've got in the house that's an Amazon property in order to create this dynamic experience. And I think that's genius. That's yeah. something that no one else can do at the moment because no one else has that level of technology inside the home. So I really think maybe we should revisit the future of gaming peripherals from an internet of things perspective, because before we've been talking about it sort of from a hollow decks perspective, you know, like what would be the ultimate, but actually 
like it is a bit of a jury rig solution to be like oh these light bulbs will listen to your computer let's make the game tell it what to do crazy you know like that's crazy much more realistic um, future of gaming too hmm, yeah and i'm really excited about the opportunity for that because um i didn't think like if you think beyond it and obviously i think we should spin this off into a full topic but the game could be sending you messages like from the characters to your actual like home devices and stuff like they know you right like that's so cool they could send it right to your phone because the app is connected and everything like why haven't they been doing it before because this to me is the future why is like, your, why is your why isn't your dragon age love interest texting you right now you know, i'm just why, saying why like he could just be like uh you up i'm like i don't know (laughs) (laughs) i think that might open some other problems just generally to my susceptible mind but (laughs) probably Um, and the next one is um uh that big lawsuit that apple epic filed against apple um has actually sort of come to a head at least the initial set of proceedings and the court has found Apple not guilty of running a monopoly because of the simple fact there are more app stores than just the one that Apple has. Fair enough. Um, uh, But they did say that Apple can no longer restrict app publishers from redirecting to a third-party payment service. So that is going to um, free up all of these app um, creators from having to pay Apple that 30% of all takings thing, they will be able to integrate whatever payment platform that they like and um, run payments through that third party, which is something previously they weren't able to do. And that's the reason why Epic filed the lawsuit because they said, like, listen, it's legal. You can't tell me what kind of payment provider I can use in my own app. Like, this is crazy. Right. Um, and and um, that means that it's likely the same thing will also apply to the Google Play Store as a result because it's now precedence. I think Google Play charges less. I think there's like 15%, but they do charge, like they all charge. So um, I think this will be a win for competitive marketplaces, you know? And that's that's usually not a bad thing, you know? Mm-hmm. So that usually drives things uh drives innovation even sometimes you know you freedom to create so maybe maybe we'll see something good come from that well that's good um so yeah, with, that's good enough about the boring news let's talk about kotor <laughs> that's right that's right so with the playstation showcase probably the most interesting thing that i saw of of the interesting things was uh a remake an actual sanctioned lucasfilm remake of Knights of the Old Republic, the original title uh, with Darth Revan. And, and uh, they, they followed the announcement with a very short teaser of it. So it's obviously not in-game footage, but, um, you know, I watched that and I watched the interview of the, with the directors uh, of the game. And uh, it, it automatically made me feel like I was going to have to buy a PlayStation if I didn't have one already. <laughs> uh that this would be i've never owned one and if they don't port this to xbox i'm gonna have to like this was a playstation seller for me um what they but they listed or they named a few games though so this was the first one i was like well if that's if that's coming out on playstation 
and that's the only place I can get it, I'll definitely buy a PlayStation. I'm going to want to play that remake again. Um, I haven't played it, I don't think, and I haven't played it in years. Uh, And it's one of those that was so clunky that, uh, I mean, it's still a great game. It's still one of the greatest games ever and one of the best Star Wars stories. But uh, to think that they might improve upon those D&D mechanics that, uh, you know, the turn-based attack, uh, turn-based battle system, um, that's just really exciting. And to upgrade the graphics to current gen, I mean, all of that I think would be um it's what people have been wanting people have wanted that a star wars game like that they've wanted a sequel to it and so this is the closest we're going to get and why not make the best uh better you know and and so i i I can't even be mad it definitely uh like i said you know uh take my money basically (laughs) Well, if then, there's going to be a KOTOR 1, they've got to do KOTOR 2. This is the thing. This like, well, it, It's not just the one game. They're going to do both for sure. And if know? they do, hopefully, because so much was left on the cutting room floor of the second one, they can make that game. I mean, they rushed the ending. It is no secret that they rushed the ending. Uh, and and there is a ton that of content that they could have, they could inject back in. It doesn't change the end necessarily it just changes the path there and that would be you know a little bit of incentive as well you're you're going to get a new experience it's not the same experience you had as before uh which i have a feeling they're going to do some well i didn't have an ending experience oh you didn't (laughs) not because my save file got corrupted in the like last major fight so I knew the game was basically, obviously the big reveal was revealed, but my save file got corrupted. I never was actually able to finish it. And it's such a long game. I couldn't be ours to start over. No, no. And there was no need to. Once you had the reveal, there's no, there's, I mean, it's not like, I mean, I guess depending on even the ending, if you were to go bad or like really evil or really good, I didn't feel like it had the same weight as the first one. If you were really evil or really good, you know, uh, and, and how the ending played out so it just didn't have the same gravity but it's a good game nonetheless both of them were uh so that was the first one but then as i was watching there were two other games i mean they they announced uh spider-man 2 which i thought was awesome but that that one wasn't even a, a, a console seller to me either even though it's got uh miles morales and spider man and venom are obviously in it um because they tease him at the end but they they uh right after that they followed it up with Wolverine made by the same company. So Wolverine made by Insomniac is is in the same video game universe as Spider-Man. So it's gonna be a game where you play as Wolverine. Uh there were hints that Hulk's gonna be in that as well. And so you've yeah. got kind of a Marvel cinematic video game universe or Marvel video game universe as well. Uh yeah. that I thought was really cool. Uh, and Wolverine was always my favorite character growing up. And so, um, so this was another, I mean, if it, if it's the same quality as Spider-Man, it's a must play as well. And so I was like, okay, well, there's two games, uh, where, and I've bought consoles for less before, but, yeah. uh, then they, Oh, announced, we know that you have. Oh yes, I know. I know. But I, I mean, I found other games that I liked, so that was okay. Uh, it made it, it made it justifiable in the end, uh, eventually. <laughs> But um, God of War Ragnarok was the last one that they announced that I was yeah. like, I'm going to I'm going to buy, I'm going to play. 
Um, and it, uh, they, it was a, it was an excellent teaser. I mean, I feel like it told you the whole story, but I'm like, there's no way it told you the whole story, uh, in the, in the actual trailer. Uh, the trailer is about almost yeah. two minutes long and, and, uh, you pretty much see all the cast of characters that was returning from the first game, or at least a, a lot of them. Uh, and, uh, you know, and, and it, if it's, if, again, if it's more of the same with some innovations, uh, God of War was one of the best games of that year. I think that was what, 19, 2019, maybe two years ago, at least. Yeah. Um, 2019 or 2018. And um, probably 2018. Uh, but it was anyway, nonetheless, it was one of the best games of the year, if not the best game. I think I gave it the best game of the year for me. Um, and uh, uh, just, a, just a great experience. And they uh, are going to do more of that. And so three games for sure with the Spider-Man, that's four games on PS5 uh, and, and KOTOR, which is just just an incredible, uh, in an announcement I did not think, I completely did not expect to see that. Um, no, so, I thought I thought they were going to bury that IP. I thought we'd never yeah. see it again. Unfortunately, yeah, I thought so as well. Uh, and so... Yeah, I couldn't be more excited about video games anyway. Uh, so I mean, for, I'm not excited about it just being on the PS5 because that's just no, <laughs> no, and and and, and I'd, I would have to agree. I mean, I've got the I've got an Xbox and I would I would like it to be that's what I played on it. I mean, I played it on originally. I mean, I've never played it on. Same. I don't even know if it came out on PlayStation. No, uh, as I'm certain it was an Xbox original yeah. title. It was, I think, exclusively. Yeah, Xbox exclusive. Uh, and then I think it went to PC, but other than that, I think it was Xbox. Yeah, I, so. I, I think it was just Xbox. Yeah. So anyway, uh, some good games and and uh, might make the, the PlayStation a, a, a must purchase for me. But it's it's not till next year anyway. Doesn't look like any of these are coming out anytime soon, so. Well, you're not going to get your hands on one anyway until next year. Right. What is going on with this supply chain? It's actually a joke now at this point. It's going to be next generation before we get a hold of this one. Right. Exactly. You know, and and uh, there, you know, it will definitely not look the way that it that it originally did when it came out. I imagine they'll they'll just be shipping it in a box. They're like, look, man, we just got all the parts. We don't care what it looks like anymore. Here's your PlayStation Five. Um, <laughs> So and if I can get one, I'll, I'll start looking now, I guess. Uh, I do know this, if, and this is just for anybody, once at, at, at the time of recording, if you want things shipped to you by Christmas, you have to order them by October, just so you know. If you want it shipped to you by Christmas, you got to have to order it by October. So, Because <laughs> um, it ain't going to make it in time otherwise. Just maybe it's. All right, so that brings us to our main topic today, which is a little lighthearted and, and probably good uh, for us to do something a little bit less uh, less heavy uh, again. So dumb things that we do because of gaming. And they don't have to be mm. dumb, I guess, but most of mine are dumb. I mean, most of mine are, if you did it in real life, people would be It would like, be dumb. What? All of these. All of these are really dumb <laughs> if I did these in real life. So yeah, that um, was the sort of the perspective that I approached it from is like, would people be like, what's going on? If you were like big burly halo guy doing some of these things in real life, hilarious. Right. <laughs> right. And, 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 or, or like you would definitely get looks like there are things that I, that I do that are like, uh, that's illegal. You can't do that. 
Um, that's illegal. That's illegal. That's illegal. You can't do that. So, <laughs> um, cool. all right. Well, shall we just tag team back and Let's forth? Let's just go back and things. forth. And then, yeah. And then if, if one of us has a few more than the other, then we'll just tag, tag them on the end. So, excellent. I like it. You yeah. go first. Well, I think we both do this, but maybe we do it for different, different, in different ways. Um, and I think this is, this is just one of those gaming, this conditioned things that we get from gaming. And so, um, checking rooms before we leave. So I not only thoroughly check rooms, but I strafe every wall. So I strafe every, so like, it would be as if in real life, if I just, you know, you're just sliding across all the walls. (laughs) And and trying to look for secret passages and, you know, and, and, and it's all the while your NPC that's usually with you is far, from, you know, they're done talking. They were trying to give you some exposition that was taking you from A to B. And they're just like, are we going now? You know, are we, you know, are you ready? And I'm not ready because I've got to go uncover yeah. everything possible in this room. So straight. Yeah, I don't feel like. Like video games don't make me feel stressed out anymore because once I've figured out what is the difference between something that actually has a time limit and something they're trying to make me feel has a time limit, I just totally ignore it. The character be like, can we go now? Can we go now? I'm like, no, no, I've already seen what the objective is and I purposefully skipped it so I can do all the other things in this area. And then I'm going to come back to this, which I'm sure if that happened in real life would be super infuriating. They'd be like, oh, can you kill four rats? I was like, oh yeah, I see the rats over there, but there's also like six boars or whatever. So I'm just going to do that first and then I'll come back to the rats later. That's right. You know, and, and there are some games that have streamlined that process in a way that to me, it got annoying. Like World of Warcraft was one of those games where they started uh, grouping their quests together. So you'd have, you just conveniently have nine quests in the same area and, and they would be somewhat connected. Sometimes you could kind of kill two birds with one stone, so to speak. You'd be able to collect something and kill all the things that you needed to kill to go back. But before you had like, okay, here's your main quest. You got to go. But, and then somebody would send you on a quest that's way on the other side. It's like, you're not completely off the beaten path. And, and that's more like the Witcher or something else where I'd be like, oh yeah, yeah, no, I'm definitely going over there first. I'm going to go do all of that stuff. And then I'll come back and turn all that in. I think I got that from old RPGs though, you know, where I could grind and I could do all this other stuff and I could get really high level and then go do this other thing that was going to be really easy by that point, you know? So no, absolutely. That, uh, so that is the all right. Yeah. That's your first one. So my next one is you walk into someone's house, you say absolutely nothing and you just start smashing up all their pots and boxes. Right. <laughs> like, right. No context whatsoever. You probably kick the door in as well instead of opening it because you know that's not so fun. You and can. you just pick things up or you and just drop smash them it. on the floor. Or you just smash the door. You know, just tear the door off the hinges. Yeah. I mean, this is clearly not allowed. Like, it is, this is this falls into the category of things that would be illegal in real life. Um, Absolutely. But you know, all. We've just been conditioned so much to look for collectibles, look for hidden treasure, look for like, you know, canisters of stuff that, uh, you know, it's it's pretty standard video game mechanic that actually doesn't make any damn sense either. Because if you were really 
trying to save the world, you would not be worried about gold pieces, you know, well, like. And I could also like pick it up and shake it. Like I don't have to just <laughs> smash it. I don't have to just destroy it. You could just ask like, do you got any, do you want yeah. to contribute to our cause? Like, you know. Arms for the poor. Um, so no, well, to that same end, um, I don't know why I do this and I don't do it all the time, but I do it enough that it became, it's a, it's a habit that every now and then I will just swing my weapon to see if I can hit an NPC and (laughs) just to see if you can. I don't do that. That's psychotic. Yeah. Well, and I don't always do it, but it's like, and, and out and it, and it, and it really bit me uh, in Demon Soul or uh, Dark Souls. That's a, that's the first time that it really got me um, because it, I don't all like I said I don't always do it, but it's like sometimes you're just like, can I do it? I wonder if I can. Oh, I can. Oh no! And so in 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 Dark Souls, um, there's a character that's that's in that's he's not he's not antagonizing. He's just sitting there, and you can talk to. Him. He's an NPC you can talk to, but if you strike him, then he draws his sword and you have to fight him. And at the point in the game, I was very weak and I would die. So he would kill me. But the problem with Dark Souls is, is you die all the time. But I but I come back to that same spot and he's still pissed. So I was in this endless death loop where every time I came back, it would he would chase me. And so like I couldn't kill him. I couldn't get away. And so, like, he would just kill me. And I was like, oh, no, I've ruined my game. Like, now I can't play the game because every time that's I spawn. That's definitely happened. That's definitely happened to me. I think I think early on in Skyrim, I angered the town guards in the place where I had a house, like, so badly that there was, like, I didn't have any money in order to be able to get. I had to stay away from that town for, like, I don't know, 14 levels or something until I had enough money to pay off the bounty. So they just instantly all gang up on me. Right. <laughs> You're like, oh, too. <laughs> well, see, and I think that's a that's an example of one of those where you accidentally, maybe I didn't even mean to. Like, I've accidentally, in Skyrim, I accidentally stole something because I was still learning the mechanics and I'm like, oh, I can't take that. And I'm like, because you're just pushing buttons, kind of like going in and smashing everything. You also go into people's houses and take things. And so you go into their house and you take things thinking that they can't see you or or not knowing. Oh, and they can. And then they chase you out. And then the guards are already mad at you. And so you get out into, yeah. And if you can't pay for it, well, your game is. Or you're in an environment where you could just steal anything from anyone and there's no repercussions. It's like either or. There's no middle right. ground. Like, right. <laughs> And maybe there should be. That's illegal. So, okay. Just so we've... we've that's illegal. That's illegal. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, for me, in a multiplayer shooter environment, I suddenly lose all of my nerve and just crawl into a bush, yeah, and try to wait out the entire experience until like, I'm like the last one. And then when I'm discovered, I like bunny hop all around the entire map everywhere I need to get just to try not get shot in the head. If you did that in real life, like, I don't think it would work Soldiers don't do that. Soldiers don't do that. I don't think they do. Um, Bunny hop is not a valid strategy because, like, you don't, you don't have regenerative armor. So you're just, like, they can shoot the rest of your body. Like, your head is not necessary for this. 
All right. And if they did shoot you anywhere else, you'd stop hopping. I promise. So yeah, this is true. I mean, one, I used to be an adventurer, but then I took an arrow. To the knee uh, or to the back. It would definitely do that. You know, that's funny because, because uh, I know that's your Fortnite strategy. Um, yep. But so for me, it, again, in a similar vein, stealth games would be so are so frustrating with me because any stealth game mechanic i will i will find a safe nook where i can see all the guards and i will wait uh a an an excessively excessive may be the best term but i but maybe there's a better term than excessive i will wait a ridiculously long time to memorize their patterns, to be sure that when I pop out, I'll know where they're going so that I don't alert any of the guards. <laughs> no, and, I do the opposite. I don't try at all. And I'm like, oh, well, it went to shit. Time to kill everybody. Mm, like, I don't- <laughs> well, and, and in, well, and that was the thing in The Last of Us 2, they made it to where the guards would switch their routes. And so you couldn't. So as soon as I thought I had them, they'd switch their routes. Then the guards were, they'd have dogs that could smell you. And you're like, Oh, Oh, I don't, you know, and you had to think quickly on your feet. And part of the game, it was, it was meant to get you to run. You weren't supposed to sit and hide. They didn't want you sitting and hiding, but I really wanted to sit and hide. But that's my favorite thing, man. You're messing, you're messing up my style. And so, and so they they wanted you to run and then find another safe place to hide you know which always you know it it would work for a while but the problem is is you can only see even in a 3d environment you can only see whatever the camera is showing you so if i'm sitting behind a table but there's somebody literally behind me looking at me sit behind the table because everyone over here on this side of the table can't see me, but the people over here on this side of the table can see me, but I can't see them because the camera's facing this way. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, you have to pan the camera around to know where you are and where everybody is around you. And you know, that's just too much. It's just super stressful. Turn-based combat. That's, that's where it's at. Where, where there's no stress. There's no stress. It's just, it's my turn. Then it's your turn. Then it's my turn. Then it's ah, your turn. Yes, because that makes sense. Let's just right. That's, that's realistic. Whole game mechanic is not realistic at all. That's realistic <laughs> completely. I'm going to hit He's you like, with oh, a club. Mom, he didn't take his turn. This is that's so right. unfair. I get to cast a spell on you, and then you get to cast a spell on me. That's it. Nice. Right. Excellent. That's yeah. fair. Fair. Uh, so in the early stages of any game i will pick up anything that isn't nailed down because everything has a value and everything could be sold and and i regularly become unencumbered and then i need to just like offload just in someone's random house all this detritus that i've picked up that's worthless in real life it's hilarious so like i've gone into 40 houses i've stolen people's plates and cups and apples and books and like whatever and then i get something really good like a new sword or something and so i'm just in someone's random house and suddenly all this bread drops out of my backpack <laughs> and i just walk away like right <laughs> if you think about what this would look like in real life it's real dumb it is well or what you'd look like like in diablo i mean you're playing uh, tetris with your with the armor you know or, and because you've got slots in in your bag and like some (laughs) weapons and rings and everything they have certain number of slots but 
you know, when you're, when you're unloading a halberd or unloading five swords so I can pick up a shield and whatever else, it just dumps it out. And then you, you put everything else back in and I'm carrying all of this. Yeah. Just, it doesn't make sense. Um, I mean, they, like every single like adventurer looks like they have severe OCD as they perfectly organize everything in their backpack. Like, <laughs> right. Yep. No, I, I, I do that, you know, in its little categories, did the same thing in Warcraft. So, um, well, I, I don't, I do that, but, but one thing that I do that I think is, is along those lines, but is specific to me is I will hoard items that that have become useless out of um sentimental reasons maybe like i will hold on to things that i know don't aren't even the best weapon anymore but because i got it a long time ago or it was the first my opening weapon and maybe it's going to be useful later ends up never being useful again or something um you know there are just there are (laughs) items i hold on to for sentimental reasons I have so. I think you do items. this in real life. <laughs> oh, probably. I'm sure I do. There are there are items and weapons that I have held on to in Warcraft since the beginning, since like the first expansion. Um, that was, you know, stuff from wands from uh, uh, the first Halloween. Uh, I'm trying to remember um, All Hallows Eve. They they have it in, and I've like anyway. I've got all these weapons and things, transmogs, stuff like that 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 I can actually throw away now or sell because I can transmog. I can turn anything to look into, look like it, you know? So if I still have it, I just, I just have the appearance. I don't need the actual weapon anymore. And nobody's ever going to look in this bag and see it, but I've got it. Like uh, for instance, there's one, there's one um, weapon that I got. It was the best in slot weapon for healing in during uh, Wrath of the Lich King. And I and I, I fought the same dragon a hundred times to get this 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 mace, and it was the best mace for healing. And so I can I kept the mace, you know. And that was five expansions ago, you know, um, or whatever. But I don't need any more. I can't sell it. I have to destroy it. Like for some reason, you can't sell that particular item. There are some elite items that you can't, you know, legendary items you can't sell. You you have to destroy them. Or I think you might be able to enchant. It's bind on equip. Yeah, it's bind on equip. So I can't sell them to vendors. I can't sell them anywhere else. Um, And I don't want to delete it. So I just keep it in a bag and takes up space that I could be using for, you know, other goods, uh, anything else, literally. Um, But yeah, just out of sentimental reasons. I'll hold on to it. You're sentimental about some pixels. That's hilarious. It, I know. I know. That's why. I've but got if you imagine have... it in real life, you're like this adventurer, yeah. You, you like. Let's imagine that you're like in a black ops team or whatever, and you've got your gear or whatever, and you the guy's like, "Oh, can I get some rations?" You're like, "Yeah, go ahead, go in there." And he starts pulling out like an old rusty Luger, like you know, some field rations from 20 years ago. That's right. He's like, what is going on here, dude? That's right. Yeah. Or, you know, I've got, uh, as a, as a real life example, you know, I had lots of friends that would, you know, I played paintball forever ago and I had a really nice paintball gun, but my paintball gun was like, if there's like a mid tier paintball gun and everybody else that I played with had the top tier paintball gun, but my paintball gun, uh, I had, 
I had kind of tricked out with all these things that, that I liked that I thought were cool, but my gun weighed twice as much as theirs did. It, there were no advantages to mine. Um, and, 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 and it was at this point, everything I had put into it, I could have bought a nicer gun uh, that was lighter and would have, you know, been more advantageous, but no, I kept this one because it was sentimental and it was mine and no one else had it, had one like it because it wasn't as good as everything. Cause it was crap. Because it wasn't as good. Yeah. It was a spider <laughs> Phoenix. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. So, Excellent. so, uh, imagine if you will, you, uh, go into a holiday party. Yeah. And, everyone's jolly dj's playing fun music blah 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 and then you like open the door to the toilet and suddenly the music coming from the toilet is quite creepy (laughs) at that point you decide to like tell a friend that before you go into the room that you're going to go into this room that's how i imagine saving any time the music changes to actually be in real life yeah (laughs) because that is just the deep, the second that music changes to anything, you better get that same game right out, you know? We've all been trained. But That's in right. real life, that would be quite funny. It would be. No, and 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 definitely strange. Um yeah. I you know, I, I probably save excessively. Um, I don't know if I change, I don't know if I'm as conscious about the music as as you are, but I definitely Anytime it's present, I would definitely save just just because. Um, well, I have a I have a um, no matter what my best intentions are, no matter what my best intentions are, when I go to create a character and I'm going to play a game. So like I can want to in my mind, create this, uh, you know, this narrative of this character that I want to play you know, kind of like playing Dungeons and Dragons, but I think I would be terrible even at that because what I would ultimately do is create myself as I do every single time I create myself and then I play it as myself. So no matter what I was trying to do originally, I always end up playing it as myself. So, uh, and, and even at that, it's not even, it's not even, I don't even really take all the time to make it look like me because what I end up doing is with all of the options that I have, I'll start making it look like me and then I'll get um, a little bit antsy or irritated or bored. And I'm like, I just want to play the game. And so then I ended up just going with whatever that kind of looks like me, but it's not completely, it's not like as close as I, it could have been. It's just because I got tired of messing with it and I really just wanted to play the game. And, you know, but I cannot be bothered to play as anything else other than myself in a game. And even no matter how hard I try, I always play as me. I can't help it. Hey, listen, there's nothing wrong. I, to be fair, I also sometimes try to not play as me. It's very hard. <laughs> it is very hard. It's really hard. And I'm like, what's the um, point? I'm not going to be able to do this again. So I'm just playing as me. I'm just going to play this. I don't enjoy really playing as a bad character. Like I have, I do sometimes do alternate playthroughs where I'm a bad person, but there's no escapist fun in that for me. I'm too empathetic. I feel bad. Right. These people have families. Like <laughs> you right. know? the only game um, I've been able to be bad was Mass Effect, and and I felt like almost all of my bad decisions because I didn't always do them. Like there were times when you could punch a female reporter, and I didn't do that. But most of the time when I could shoot 
uh, a criminal uh, or kick him off a ledge, I did that. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what that says about me, but classic. Yeah, tell them that this is Sparta. <laughs> this is Sparta. <clears throat> Um, right. So the next thing that I do that I think would be quite weird is, um, you're having a conversation with someone and you don't like the way that it's going. They got mad at you. So you just nope your way back out of the conversation and just start it over again like you never had that conversation to begin with now they have permanent memory but you've just started it over yeah <laughs> knowing that they're going to give you the same responses yeah <laughs> you know what's in in your favorite game uh oh uh oh man now i can't remember it's not deus ex oh man what's the game uh that i was playing The one, the PC game that uh, that that I played for like a month or two months, and uh, oh, give me a second, I'm going to find out exactly what it's called. There's a reason that I have this this point. Um, oh, Disco Elysium. So Disco Elysium. Um, in Disco Elysium, uh, if you mess up, how in did a com- you forget the game you talked about know. for like a year? I don't know. No caffeine for a few weeks, so maybe that's what it is. Um, but they, uh, in that game, they, uh, if you mess up a conversation, there are many of them that you can't go back. You're just, it's just, you're screwed. You cannot go back through the conversation. If you say the wrong thing, that conversation is screwed. And, uh, and that, that was kind of refreshing, but frustrating at the same time, because so much of that game is dialogue that you have to read. That if you were yeah. just, you know, because that's what you do sometimes is you just go through to find all the information. Well, and then you start the conversation over and you ask a different question and you get more information. Well, in this one, if you ask the wrong question, sometimes that whole conversation is shut down and you don't get to ask any questions anymore. They just won't talk to you. So that was a, it was an interesting change of pace. But yeah, that would be so funny uh, to try to start an, a conversation over to get new information. She's like, wait, wait, let's stop. Let's do this again. Let's do this again. Um, well, it's funny because I, I probably subconsciously uh, looked at your list and tried to kind of think of things that I do that are similar, but not exactly the same in the same vein. So imagine every time I return to a room interacting with everybody that I interacted with before. So if I'm, if I leave and, and I notice that I did this, I do this in, in every game where it seems like it might have a, a purpose or like I might get something from it. There may be an achievement. There may be a. With like, hi, John, how's the kids? You already asked me that three yeah, times. Like. Literally just a second ago. One second. Um, you walked out of the room and then you came back in and you did it again and you're saying the same thing. You're like, okay, well, I've got to go do something else to trigger a different response and then I'll come back. Um, but I, what I, you know, in, in Hades, it was one of those where you die so often you show up back in, in the throne room. And when you go in the throne room, there are certain people that sometimes are there, sometimes they're not, but every single time 
Cerberus is there, I go up and I pet Cerberus. I mean, you got to pet a dog, even if it's a three-headed dog that could bite your face. Yeah, you're gonna even pet if he's got dog. lots of heads. You're going to pet the dog. And so I pet the dog every time. Well, in this instance, if you pet him 10 times in a row, you do get an achievement. I didn't know that. But again, it's it's it was uh, reinforcing this behavior of every time I went in, I would ask, I would talk to every single person in the room and yeah, whether they were telling me anything new or different or anything at all. It's just like I would go in. And so every single time I entered the room there, there is something like that in The Walking Dead in the very end. I don't think it's a spoiler, but it's a perfect example of this. And there's like this little figurine, you can click on it. And with everything else in The Walking Dead, once you interact with it, it's done. The It becomes no longer selectable. But this one thing kept being selectable. So I kept clicking on it. And um, the kid keeps like saying things to the little figurine, like, oh, Disco Broccoli, you're so cool. And then like, you just see the Disco Broccoli doing like the Disco thing and like a really close up of his eyes. And then like another pose like this, like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and you just keep clicking on it and it's just like this fashion photo shoot of this disco broccoli toy and then you get like quite a meaningful cutscene where I don't think without doing it you would find out what the AJ child actually thought about the whole experience like the entire game he tells you what he thought about every big thing that happened and the only way to do it is to click on this thing like 10 times which is crazy. Also, you do have a dog in The Walking Dead, and I think that it's the best dog that's ever existed because it looks like my partner's dog, but brown. Oh, wow. That's yeah, what the dog this is. This is Rosie the American Bulldog, I think. I like the dog. It's got a it's got no neck. It well, both American bulldogs are like hench, you know. They're really oh, yeah. this dog is super hench. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. It's very muscular. These doggies, very muscular doggy. Very muscular doggy. Uh, well, that that those are the so, that's the uh, gist of my things that I that I do. Um, I'm sure there are a number of others. Uh, if I thought about it, um, that I do that are just weird and and would only make sense in gaming and even so if somebody was watching me uh that they'd be like what are you doing like <laughs> why are you why are you doing that so. i it's funny so the last one that i have is like the more that i like a character the more i'm convinced that they are going to die or betray me Mm -hmm. uh so i like emotionally distance myself from them oh, so wow. be like oh i i really enjoy how we're connecting right now i'm like yeah connecting as friends like <laughs> <laughs> i'm like the most emotionally distant player in the history of the world i mean like, oh, I'm you know what happens if, if i get bitten by a zombie just kill me yay yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's probably not good. That I'm sure that says a lot uh, or says something about us anyway, um, because I definitely look at it as the opposite. It's that not that this person is going to betray me, um, that, uh, you know, I just look at them as it, generally it's 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 a it's a romance option usually. So um, unless it unless it's uh, <laughs> the the uh, Game of Thrones 
um, Walking Dead or the Game of Thrones Telltale game where everybody died and and uh, just on purpose. They're just like, I don't care if you like it or not. I don't care what you do. They're going to die in this scene. So you could do it every way that you like and they're going to die. Um, just keeping with the theme, I guess. So. Yeah. Well, that wraps up this episode of Retro Rebel. I want to thank Amanda for this week's discussion. All the notes from this week's episode will be posted on our site, templeofgeek.com. If you'd like to add to the discussion or reach out with questions, sound off in the comments or message us at Facebook or Instagram at Retro Rebel Podcast. And please head over to wherever you download your podcasts and rate us because that really helps our show. Until the next time.